1: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Gelson gets there. Not a good kick from him and here's Hartman now. Hartman going past one man, finding Wagstaff. Wagstaff turning well, setting up Chilton. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hull and Back podcast with me, a bit of a new voice for you guys, Joe Apriad, I was a guest on the show a few weeks back, I've been kindly asked by Ant and the boys to come and be a bit of a co-host and it's an absolute pleasure lads, with Joe, Will and Nat today and what a good time to be joining this podcast, you know, I do my Rovers one, which has been going brilliant as well, but I've loved listening to you guys and hopefully I can be a good addition to the show because you make my runs into work a lot easier boys, so I really appreciate you asking (laughs) me to come on and hopefully this is something good but yeah really glad to be with you boys but yeah so we will start obviously we are sponsored by Hull city retro and six yards out two brilliant websites check them out on our twitter our facebook it's all on our bios really good retro gear for you guys who like the old style kits mugs anything you want it's all on them too and we have got a charity shirt which is in collaboration with um, s66 sportswear the 35 pounds but if you buy them now Seven pounds fifty goes to the Andy Mans Club in Hull, which is a mental health charity for men in the Hull and East Riding in East Yorkshire. It is a really brilliant charity, and it's you know it's done a lot of hard work in the community over the past five years. And obviously, we know that mental health's rising. And as all city fans, and as anybody in the city want to stick together. So if you buy them, you'll be able to see the link in our bios and in the banners and underneath if you're listening to us on YouTube and watching us live. So we really appreciate everything that you do for them. Charities to our listeners. But guys, we've got so much to talk about, I can't believe Ant's from me in the deep end, it's your first episode hosting, but we'll obviously start with the departure of Grant McCann and Cliff Byrne and the news that shorter, have a lads ears, as we've been called, or shorter, whatever you want to call him. Will, I'll start with you first, mate. When I listened to your last episode, we obviously knew that Grant's time was coming to an end, his two and a half year tenure at the club. It was the right decision all around and forget what's happened the past few weeks with the deadline day and the Swansea game. At this moment in time, With the new owners, with the um, Turkish takeover, we've been wanting it for so long. It's finally happened, but a new manager, a new era and a new start for Hull City. And I think it's for the best, don't you?
2: Yeah, I think going forward, it definitely is for the best. It it was best for the club to finally, as much as I did like Grant McCann at the end, I think it was needed that we needed to cut all the ties with the Allen regime that we possibly could. Um, And obviously, there was a few good results at the end, which made it, it did seem that Nick a very dodgy choice at at first glance, but this is a move that was being planned back in November. That's when we first heard about it. So it was on the cards for the moment that the takeover happened, regardless of how Grant was doing or not.
1: Yeah, I think, Joe, when when someone put on... I was listening to a supporter saying it's kind of like if you buy a house, you can decide who rents it if you're renting it out. And that's what the Turkish takeover has done, isn't it? And I think as much as Grant McCann, been his biggest critic, I said that when I came on the show last time, but as good as he's been these past few games, like um, Asian said on his statement, what do I do when we lose a game? I'll sack him and everyone will think I'm right. So it was a shame that he'd come after two brilliant results. But looking at the bigger picture... Like Will just said, we've got to start moving forward and I think it was the, the right time to call Grandpa and the Vermeer's whole City regime.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah. I think in terms of he wanted to put his stamp on the club straight away, so getting rid of the old manager was the first port of call for him to be able to start moving the new way forward. So hopefully it turns out to, to be the right decision and yeah. uh, we can start pushing up the league. No, nah,
1: I don't think he'll be out of work for too long. I mean, he's been linked with Sunderland, but so has Roy Keane. But I think... As, as bad as his time was in the first year at Hull City, he's kind of done himself justice. He's got a League One champion in, or under his banner, you know, that's on his CV now forever. And I think him and Cliff Byrne, they're very suited to the third tier of English football. And for, in my opinion, uh, let's bargones, big bargones, he's left our club now and we wish him all the best. But I don't think it'll be too long before we see the Byrne and McCann partnership back and Cliff will be wearing his shorts in winter for another club any time soon. <sighs>
3: Yeah, um, I'm only joking, but if you call me Nat again, this is the last time you're hosting. uh, (laughs) Don't um, don't say it (laughs) with Sorry. Uh, um, Yeah, I mean, he's been linked with the Sunderland job already. Um, So I think, I mean, I'm I'm conflicted with that because I'd like to see Grant McCann do well. And I think most clubs in League One, maybe not the Championship, but in League One, uh, with maybe a better uh, scenario off the pitch as well. He could do really well um and uh but if he goes to sunderland i don't want them to go up so um i'd be conflicted but um yeah i will miss uh the account that I'm on twitter saying uh, is cliff burn wearing shorts but um skipping ahead bit here um i guess the uh uh shota cam that we had in the uh behind the scenes video is really entertaining of the new manager with all his gesticulating that sort of thing. So. I don't think we'll miss McCann too much.
1: No. but So, let's go on to Shota Traveladze obviously. We knew that was probably going to happen. You look at his playing record, I mean, 426 appearances, 258 goals. He's Georgia's probably best ever player. He's, had, he's managed all around Eastern Europe, Transbonzapur in Turkey, Maccabee, Tel Aviv, recently a team in Uzbekistan as well, and now Hull City. Will, we knew it was going to happen. We knew this was going to be our guy and... I think we've just got to give him a bit of time. He's got to adapt. Obviously, he's one win, and um, one game, one win. And we'll speak about the Swansea game soon. But I think whatever happens, he's learning the English game. So is our owners. So is these new signings we are going to come in. It's going to take a bit of time. And I think we do appreciate that this year is probably just about, stay, you know, staying up. We've had people going because we've won a few games or playoffs promotion. But this moment in time, when our last came on the podcast, it was... You know, we need these owners, we need these new managers, this takeover, it's finally happened, but we're going to have to bear with them because as good as the few runs have been, we are going to go through tricky times and this new manager, he's learning the game, will be learning his formation, his tactics, but I'm really looking forward to the journey and the ride under the
2: Yeah, you, you pretty much said it there, we have got to give him time. So, I mean, he's obviously going to want to implement his own style of play on the team and obviously that will take a few games at least to do. I mean, at the moment, it looks like he might be sticking with because he's keeping a lot of that backroom staff there. He might be keeping with the formation maybe for a while at least. Um, but you could tell almost instantly as well, that Swansea game, the way that they played was just so much more high temper, more passing. It just seemed already the impact that he's had. You can They just look like a more, I don't know, they look more motivated team, I think is the best way to describe it.
1: Yeah, I think they did. I think think keeping that backroom staff, I mean, Tony Pennick stayed anti-Barry Richardson, but he's got, what's his name? Is it Peter Van Der Veen, isn't it? Who's been like... Yeah, Devlin was under
2: 23 coach,
1: I think he was. Yeah, he's been, you know, Ajax, like you said, he's worked with Holland. So, Joel, I think having people of that international calibre in the coaching staff as well and maybe mixing it up, you're going to have people who have managed in Northern Europe, in England and the UK, and now we're obviously in Eastern Europe with shorter as well. If we can put all them ideas together, it could really, it could be a recipe for success. I really hope so. And I think having that, no disrespect to Cliff and Grant McCann, they've only managed in a certain division, whereas this, guys, we're going to have more... More mm-hmm. expansive ideas, more, more
3: diverse knowledge. Ideas. Yeah, diverse.
2: So I'm not going to call you that anymore. Before you turn <laughs> the camera
3: off. that's okay. A yeah. lot
2: of the I was a lot of the mentorship he's had has been from like Dutch managers like Van Hal and uh, so I can imagine a lot of those sort of you'll see a lot more turtle football influences maybe on the team. Yeah.
1: I really hope so. And I think, like you mentioned, the just a higher tempo and the pressing as we move on to the Swansea game. Obviously a 2-0 victory. Brilliant at the um, at the stadium on Saturday. Goals from Tom Eaves and KLP. Assists from Brandon Fleming and George Honeyman. That first half, lads, I mean, Joe, I'll come to you first. I'll be honest, when everyone was bouncing up, singing, stand and um, bounce if you're all city, I had a few tears in my eye. I was in the west stand, <laughs> I was Flashing it up in one of the boxes with the Tigers, trust you, to work. So, I kind of had my smart jumper on. I wanted the proper stand. But watching the East stand and the South stand and even the West, it was that unity, what the, what the um, KM and the on whatever it's been for the past few years, has been lacking. And what a great way to start the Arvaladze era with that 2-0 victory. Them first 20 minutes, unbelievable start.
0: Yeah, it's what we needed. We needed that quick start under him because... I think we are quite a demanding fan base. I think you'll agree with us there. Um, So if he's not getting off to a good start, straight away he's under pressure. So, and like you say, in terms of the fans jumping around, seeing the West End jump up and down like they were, was probably the biggest surprise of the entire day because, you know, they usually just sit there. But, um, yeah, I think in terms of the Swansea game, We were under pressure quite a lot, it's the way we dealt with that that shows that we're not going to be that attacking team that crumbles in defence like some people think we might have been. Because it happened under under Slutsky, when Slutsky came over, Mm -hmm. we tried to attack and then we just lost our way in the defence. So hopefully Schurter can keep that solid defence that we've had all season under McCann and build on the attack that sometimes we've been lacking in some of the games.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of press as well, and you mentioned there, Will, was under the cosh. You're looking at some of the stats. They had 66% of the mm. possession of the full game. We only had two shots on target and scored twice. But what really impressed Genical. me with what you mentioned there, Will, and the pressing of Tom Eaves and the likes of that Never Die astro, I thought, in the middle of the park that was outstanding. But one person that we'll speak about is Brandon Fleming. You know, we found out a day later that he was, oh, yeah. a, he was told that he was going to leave the club. He didn't really have a future. But I'll tell you what, the, um, the whole lad, the full-back, what a performance! He absolutely skimmed Cyrus Christie, who's been about the, about the championship and the Premier League and League One for years, made him look like he'd never played a game before. How impressed with you with a fullback? Because he's, you know, at the minute we've been talking about who plays fullback, that we put KLP and Longman there, but Brandon Fleming's definitely up there after that performance, and you can't really see him losing his place this weekend as well.
3: Oh, so is this me? Yeah, um, well, I mean, whenever Fleming's actually played, because um, he's been injured a lot and he's been unfortunate to be um, or injured this season, especially when Elders not played very well, he's actually been very impressive. So it's, it's a real shame that, you know, how good he, he was against Swansea, you know, getting the assist immediately after five minutes. Um, it's a shame that he had been injured and uh, he's, you know, another good young prospect that we've got. You know, it's just another more evidence at the academy we've got, which hopefully... Still gets the investment under Adrian, is uh, you know, that's been really prosperous for us, so yeah, Fleming was great. Uh, I mean, I, I might want to drop him because I mean, we can get on to this next time. I know that's terrible because he played so well, but like, I guess this is for later with the lineup. How do you incorporate these new signings in? Because yeah, you long know, long. don't drop long. Well, no, but he's a new signing as well. We've spent money on him, you're not going to not play him, so um, you know, maybe you put. Lewis Potter back to wing back but yeah you, it's. It, I'm glad I'm not Shota because he's got a really difficult decision
1: Well, I think keeping that formation we didn't know what he was going to play there was a lot of jokes saying what about if he goes back to the 4-3-3 which would have made sense eight. with the Dutch football links yes exactly oh, yeah. but we haven't got any I mean, full
3: backs ready
1: we've no. got Fleming yeah, but you look lucky, you know, Elder, Coyle, um, when Emmanuel coming back, we are strapped in mm-hmm. them four-back roles, even with the fact that we haven't signed any, unlike Ryan Lomond, who can play there. But, Will, was you glad to see, still with a free back I call it five-back, I always have done, but with the three defenders, I think we're making a really good partnership there in McLaughlin, Bernard and Jacob Greaves. Obviously, I think... Baxter and Bernard have been linked on Hull Live to say there'd be permanent deals in the summer and that'd work well because they've both been fantastic for us these past few weeks. But yeah, I'm really liking the formation and I think it suits playing out wide with the likes of KLP and now Longman signed full-time. We can build around them and hopefully get it into the forwards once we speak about who signed later on. But I was really impressed with the way City set the city set up. It was very similar in the formation of Grant McCann's, but very different the way it was more narrow and a bit more it, tempo and it really worked It was a well bit more fluid.
2: Mm. Yeah, um, I, I do, I would love us to keep with the back three because I just, mm. I prefer the, we just seem so much defensively, more, more defensively solid with the back three, with the stopper of McLaughlin right in the centre and the the more pacey and more technical of Dishon and Greaves making runs forward and you'd have Smallwood or Doherty running backwards to cover Um, we have to sign them on permanence and I know Adjuns actually himself has said he wants to sign them on permanence Uh, particularly I think if it it, it was a priority I'd want Baxter but we have to try and get them both
3: oh yeah and I thought Longman would be the most expensive and so you know if we can get them similar uh, fees for the other two that'd be fantastic um, especially at the, at bigger clubs, so you'd think they're less likely to play for their, their, their main club, their parent club, whereas Longman, I thought, could have been back up next year. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, and depending on how the other loan players go, we could just sign our loan players on a permanent uh, deal in the summer and that'll be it. That's all we need. Uh, that's all we'd need.
0: Do, do you think that Manchester United would let us take Bernard, though, because he's quite highly rated there? And they're rubbish. So he's he's made a step up from um, League Two. So who's to say he can't yeah. step up to Premier League next season? And they might see that and send him out on loan to somewhere lower Premier League. If we yeah. aren't there, we won't be there. But yeah. um yeah, the likes of Crystal Palace or Brighton might take him on loan, and he'll develop further and he might actually play for Manchester United one day. Yeah. So I think in terms of Bernard. I don't think we'll be able to sign him. Baxter, we will be able to sign, but Bernardo, I don't think he I will. I think so. At the
2: same time, we have had in the past players like Chester and Brady, and players like them who've come to the club highly rated by Manchester United and stayed.
0: Yeah, it depends
3: because they'll have a new manager. It depends what they think of him. You know, if it's someone who wants to bring in these young players, or whether there's someone who just wants to play, you know, Varane or whoever, or sign another centre back. It just depends.
1: I think it's looking more like that. It's going to be that Eric Ten Hag not it at the minute with Ragnik as like the director. So I'm sure we'll see. But I think if you look at Baxter, you know Chelsea's loan policy is being questioned by a lot of people mm. around the world. And I think he'll have about five keepers in front of him, and that's all City's game definitely. But I'd really like to see them both because I think, like you just said there, with so if you can keep these the loan players and the, the new guys who we've got on loan as well, is that con um, just getting that team ethos and I think what's mm-hmm. been the struggle for City so many years is you get rid of about six players and sand six, seven players and you can't oh, yeah. build that same mould, whereas now, you know who's going to be the starting team for Old City apart from a few if we've got a niggle it doesn't matter because we can put someone else in whereas before it was you'd play with a totally different side one week and then you'd go the week after and it'd be un- unrecognisable and I think that's the best way forward everyone playing in the same system from the from the under-16s to the first team if we can get this identity in the new era as it's been called then it can only go one way and that's up. And I really hope we get to see them two sign permanent deals because they've been fantastic and we won't be in the position where we have been over the past few weeks if it wasn't for out them. I think if you're going off your man of the matches, definitely for me, Brandon Fleming. I don't know about you, lads. I know he came off, but I thought he played really well. Tom Hughes was brilliant in the first half. I know KLP got it on the actual when voted by the members in the box, I think it was, or the sponsors on Twitter, wasn't it, who voted for KLP. But I don't think he was, apart from his goal. I thought he struggled, I'll be honest. I thought he created a he bit it was. He, he struggled with his take-ons, didn't he? I, I know he got questioned mm. a few times by the defenders at Cal Norton. He had his number a few times. But for me, I think it's got to be Brandon Fleming who picks up my man
0: of the match. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
2: Joe? Yeah.
0: I wouldn't go against that. Um, yeah. I think in terms of Baxter as well, I think that save alone that he tips on today. Yeah, fantastic. That yeah. save alone puts him yeah. right up. That'd make it 2-1, I think. And then Swansea <laughs> would come at us and they could grab a second. So, I think that oh,
3: yeah. was a good moment. Uh, 2 0 is the most dangerous scoreline in football. And I mean, <laughs> and sorry, I had to say it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the second half, we were really under the cosh, as you said. And um, I mean, I, I do have some criticisms, maybe, like yeah. did, Shota Sch- 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 didn't make a sub when it was clear that we were under the cosh. But I'd rather not be too negative because, you know, everything's Best good game. at the moment. We won 2 0. And exactly, if that's how good we'll play, after three days with him. I just, you know, it'll be great when we get, you know, consistent under the games and he's got more time. He'll have a whole week to get his message across and the, and the new coach, the new Dutch coach wasn't even there yet and the new signing. So, I think, you know, uh, if you can iron out that second half performance, then, you know, good things are to come.
2: Uh, yeah, I think one of the things about it was, one of the reasons it, we grew on the of thing was fitness due yeah, to the I high agree. press that we was doing. Mm. And I think, the longer that they're training under Shotters, you know, regime, mm. they'll build up that fitness to do that high press for a bit, a bit more longer time. You'd imagine. Mm. So it's one of those where over time, you'd imagine that we improve the football should improve even more so.
1: Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, yeah. but hopefully, yeah, but yeah you know, a great result. I mean, it, it was one of them days, Wanted where you're proud to be an Old City fan. It was great to see the members who we haven't seen for years and, you know, we've stuck by them and people had their own right and two right people stayed away. But hopefully now, with the incentives that we'll discuss later on and with this new owner, then you, we've got to give them a chance, we've got to back the boys. And there's, if we can start filling out that, then let's see we'll, where this team goes because Saturday was hopefully a great day, but only the beginning for Hull City Football Club. So, let's move on to deadline day. Uh, you know, the big stories with what was happening with Aaron Ramsey going to Rangers or Deli Alley and Donny van der Beek going to Everton, but we was all interested in what was happening at the MKM. So, obviously, Matt Smith didn't see much of Matt Smith, did we? He's gone Who's that? To- well he's an MK Dons player, I think. Um, so I believe released by man city now. Has he gone to MK Dons full time? I, I thought family? it
0: was a loan. I think
1: it's
2: learn with a move to
1: permanent. I think yeah. That oh, yeah that's and the then, new then,
3: trend now, isn't
1: it? It is the Italian trend. If you play a football manager, if you go on every Italian mm. team, they've always got a loan and then back as uh, in permanent. And then um, one that slipped under the radar, Jevan Milne, Jump Centre back, made a cameo appearance at the beginning of the season. He's gone to Falkirk on loan in the Scottish Championship, so good luck to him. But we're all yep. about the ins. I think the big one, the one that came a few days before deadline day, was Regan Slater coming from Sheffield United. Regan, obviously, a really successful loan spelling league one, and we see a lot of his dad on Twitter. He was baiting a lot of the City fans as well. I dad Slater, I'll try oh, and his get it right. So, Al- Aliyah Syed Manesh, is that right, Will? Uh, Close enough. Enough.
3: Yeah. Aliyah so, Syed Manesh.
1: Manesh, he's on loan from Fenerbahce, obviously an Iranian international, four appearances and one goal for his country. We have, as Witto's name is, Ryan Longman-Assam, permanently a fee of around 700k, as we call it, an absolute That was very
2: underrated, that celebration there. It
3: was. I don't want to, if people were wearing headphones, you know, I don't want to hurt them too much.
1: But yeah, Ryan Longman on a permanent deal from Brighton, absolutely brilliant. A loan deal from the Premier League, um, Marcus Frost. He's a really up and coming forward. He's played seven or eight games in the Premier League, a few cameo appearances. He hasn't played a full game yet, but you know he's bagged a few. Finish international. He's played for his country, two goals and eleven appearances, and a really good free kick taker from Swansea. We saw take a free kick at the weekend. <laughs> a bit of an unknown quantity. I didn't think this was going to happen, but Liam Walsh has signed on for a season loan and we didn't really expect that. But lads, let's talk about deadline day we was putting in the chat. What's happening? Me and Joel was panicking more than you two. I think you two were mm. trying to calm me and Joel down. But we'll go to you first, buddy. I think deadline days have been brilliant over the past few years. Not for City fans, whereas now we had our chance back and how good was it at 10 o'clock when finally the announcements came that the four was coming to hold? Well, the last time
2: we thought we won deadline day. Hatton Ben Arthur joined us, which I think says it all, really. Um, oh, it was a fantastic day for City. Uh, and obviously, Regan wasn't on the day, but those five coming in, I think is a great. They're all good additions. The, the Liam Walsh does have a bit of the newer Dicker, Jackson Evans about it, where he's just played against us and then signs for us. Yeah. It,
3: um, that's a bit suspect, maybe, but... <laughs>
2: I, I can only think because it, it was one that came out late in the day. I can only imagine that was mm. one that maybe was one of the lead downbridge Grant McCann ones that they've been looking yeah. at. And it's only that it's come, he doesn't feel like uh, I don't feel like an Avaladzi one, but it might have been. He might have just been impressed with what he saw on the Saturday and thought, yeah. I'll try and get him in. Um, I, I, Syed menesh looks from, I don't know, you can't, shouldn't base it on YouTube, but based on YouTube, he's messy. Um, and... <laughs>
0: Iranian Mbappe.
3: Exactly, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Regan Slater, we know what he's about. Um, I can't believe he cost 50 grand. That's insane. That's the biggest deal, isn't it? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Following on from that, long, one, obviously, as Daniel would tell you, is the World English class. Messi. Um, yeah.
3: Oh, no, no. Messi is the, is the
2: Argentine... 700k, what's that about? That feels, that feels way too cheap. And it's funny considering we found out that he was going to be going to Swansea a couple of days ago
0: mm. for 500k. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, that's mad. But they, wanted pay, they wanted to pay it in installments, I believe, and they turned it down. Um, so I, I found that very unusual that like they were willing to let him go for that little.
3: Mm. I'm really, really confused by it because... I mean, he's he's been playing really well. You know, he's a young attacking English player. And, you know, if if Lewis Potter, if we weren't even selling for 20 million, I know maybe, uh, you know, I don't see this, but you might say Lewis Potter's much better than old Longman. But how can he be 700 grand? Because in, in a year or two, he's going to be at least five times that if he continues his trend, if not more. You know, the last... Eleven games or so. He's got eight goal involvements, and he's worth seven hundred grand. And he's oh, like twenty-one. I know that's that's really baffling. So I'm I'm just worried that there's like Brighton knows something that we don't that would yeah. accept that. You know, <laughs> I don't know what that might be, but yeah. um.
2: Another yeah. thing about that was I don't know. It's so getting used to giving people real short contracts, and then we give Longman essentially a four and a half year deal. Yeah, yeah
3: that's, I, I love that. That's great. I can be talking <laughs> about nice him on the podcast for four and a half years. Yeah,
2: um, And I do like the way that we essentially told Brentford, no, you can fuck off, you're not having KLP. Yeah, but we'll a get back from you. Yeah, yeah. Ab- um, absolutely. Who's at uh, League 1 for Wimbledon he was a really good striker and in Brentford when he didn't have obviously because Ivan Turney was ahead of him for the most part but when he did make his appearances he was usually quite good for him so it'll be nice to see what he's like up front because I imagine I imagine Eves will probably have to really try hard to keep his place because I imagine yeah. he's going to try and he's give Portis as soon as possible and yeah. um,
3: yeah. International striker, and I mean, I did yeah. I did some maths, and I'll, I'll regurgitate it from I mean, when I treated so it. I
2: mean to would also be an international striker if Harry Kane won around.
3: So, well, uh, maybe he'd be an international striker if he was Finnish as well. But Osam um, Mar- um, from
1: San Marino,
3: ex- <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but uh, I, I worked it out. Forch has only played thirty-seven or the equivalent of 37, 90 minutes in his career, right. and he scored thirty career goals. That's an, an alarmingly good rate. I, I know some of that's been in League One, but uh, half of that's been in their championship. So um, it's really strange that they didn't give him a chance in the Premier League. But, you know, he is below the pecking order and other, you know, behind Ivan Tony and other Premier League strikers who are scoring. So I'm really amazed that we've got him rather than some team like, you know, Nottingham Forest or someone uh, going for the playoffs, because I think he'll be really good.
2: I think... The easiest way to describe all these deals is they're all win-wins because if they're, oh, they're yeah. the ones that are loans, they, if they don't work out. They're only on loan. They can go back.
3: Hmm. Exactly. The one,
2: yeah. and if they're, if they're successful, I mean, all of them, I think most of them are ones, I think, I think they're all with a loan, with a view to buy, aren't they?
3: I'm not sure. But, but but you'd think I so. I don't, I
2: don't think actually now said that, but I, I think don't the other think it's two cautious,
3: are. But... But even so, if we, we supposedly
2: already agreed the deal for Sayad Minesh. Is, I think it's yeah, I long. think
3: that's done. I think that's just sort of a waiting on that. But yeah, uh, but you'd like to think that if Forch did really well and he's happy here I and mean, we've got that team ethos and we've got new owners that we could afford there, him maybe. Yeah. Or, we, you know, but he'll be worth a fair bit. But um, you'd like to think we could do that anyway.
1: I think with Walsh coming in, there's an abundance of midfielders now. I mean, you can name, um, mm. with Callum Jones coming back, you've got Uddleston still playing on Cannon. the bench. From, I mean, Liam Walsh might prove to be the best signing out of the lot. You never know. But mm. at this moment in time, I would probably have liked to have seen us go maybe for a defender or a full bar. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion, lads. I don't I know agree. about you. I hope I'll no, see no, I, goes I, I, wrong, I, that's I get that as well. Yeah. I mean, never know. Like I said, he might be a well-beater and we might keep him and he might turn out to be a cult hero. But I just think at this moment in time, we mentioned Emmanuel, who we don't know if he's going to come back at all and whatever's happened, wish him all the best. I'm sure we'll know that in the foreseeable future. But Louis Coyle, he's coming back, but he might not be 100%. I just think when we was linked with, what's his name, is Ashby? For the kid from West Ham, he was linked to Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe gone that down that route. But like I previously said, we've got to believe and... Well, I think with these signings, Ryan Longman, it's so early doors, but this could be in three or four years. You could be talking of, I don't say the next Jarabo, and I don't mean that, but if he can produce what he's doing now and we've got four seasons of this, you never know what he's um, going to do, but really mm-hmm. smart business when you think of getting um, Regan Slater and Ryan Longman for a combined total of 750k. It's not like Old City to be doing that, is it? Mm-hmm. Hey, it'd
2: be like us to sell them for that much. Yes.
3: Oh, exactly, yeah. Or for just for free, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess maybe at the back of your mind, there's you know, it's a bit of a shame we haven't signed maybe Pesic or uh, Zayic or you know these really big names yeah. we were being linked with Tosin. But but these are still very astute signings, and I think yeah. maybe uh, in the summer when the recruitment the team have more time, uh, it's the, the you know y- your, your face been, is doing gonna all the words the It's going to be insane. fantastic. Yeah, I think it's going to be an even better window. I, I hope.
0: Yeah. We'll spend a bit of money, I think.
2: Yeah. Even if we don't spend it, the rumour mill is just going to go absolutely oh,
3: mental. amazing.
0: Mesa Cooper is going to be a busy boy. Very He'll busy, get to his Twitter before it comes, I think. <laughs> I won't blame yeah.
1: him. We'll just so it, yeah. drinking in Admiral the Humber. <laughs> oh, How many times will <laughs> that have come on? But right, going on, obviously, a brilliant deadline there for the Tigers, lads. But I think if we're looking at these new signings now, we know Longman's been starting for the boys anyhow. Did these players go straight into your starting team before we go on to Preston? How is City going to work this? I mean, I feel, I know I know Will's probably going to have a go at me with his name, as you'll see on YouTube. But I think for (laughs) me, I think either Frost or Syed Manesh, they're coming for Tom Eaves. Is he going to mix it about with Walman and KLP? Does Regan Slater come in? But then Smallwood's been great. Doherty's been really good in the middle of the park. I don't know. I think if you're looking in the long run, I think the only man you're going to swap is probably Eves, lads, at uh, this moment in time. I think especially if we move on to Saturday's game against Preston, I think you'd see the majority of them starting on the bench. But will one of the strikers come in? I don't know. What would you do if you were shorter?
2: I think it'll be a case of they'll all make appearances off the bench. Yeah. I think he'll probably try and keep First the same game, team. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep the same team, I think, and it'll be slowly feeding them into the squad over the next couple of games.
3: Mm. I mean, we've got seven games this month, so the you know squad yeah, rotation is exactly. going to be vital. So you know, it'd be perfect chance to, you know uh, play the same team on on Saturday and then the Tuesday game at Derby. You could start two or three new players. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I that'd be fine. Like Slater, Slater coming in for say for like Smallwood, yeah. he's obviously Smallwood's fitness isn't obviously as good and as good. other players. Yeah, uh, that's all fair.
3: He can't run. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry,
2: no, could he and Ashby? It,
3: no, it, it's funny though. I mean, we all go on about how Eves is funny, right? Sometimes or, or we love the Eves. Small was way funnier, the way he runs, it's it's great, but you, <laughs> you know, he's done really well. But yeah, it'll, it'll be nice to have a um, I think Walsh and Slater can play in that deeper midfield position. It'll be nice to have players that can actually run in that position, but. I love Smallwood though. He's been I'm really going to good watch this year.
0: Smallwood run now, I've never seen. I've never seen. Oh, he races. models. I know what oh, it looks like he looks like he's running from Jericho.
3: It really does, yeah. yeah. I, I think um, I said at the time um, before we scored the first goal when he was on the ball because we'd we, we were moving from one side of the pitch to the other, and I thought, oh, here we go. Smallwood's going to slow the play right down. It took ages to cross the pitch, and then of course we scored. So shows me, yeah. you know, shows National, what I know. That's,
2: that's what you deserve. Exactly. Um,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> I think think it'll be a case of... Sorry, Will, you'll go, buddy. Yeah, I think
2: think it'll be a case of him... I I say, Minesh coming on for KLP, maybe one game, or Longman.
3: They seem uh, similar
2: And then Force
1: for Eves. Well, just reading Baz Cooper's thing now, he said he's probably in line to be starting at weekend. That's fair enough. Yeah, it said he's really settled. Yeah, it said he's really settled. Is that who you mean?
3: You want to go, Matt? Is that Force you're talking about? Yeah.
1: No, um Manesh. Yeah. I mean well, I guess if he been is training for a couple of days only with the team That's as well. true. He's Probably. been here
3: since last week last Thursday I think so. Yeah, there Yiddick's, was a
1: yeah. Of him won't be at the training ground um before yeah. like, two and weeks. And he was he was at the
2: match there. as well.
1: Yeah, it was in the um, executive box, which was great to see. And I think as good as on the field's been as well, off the field's massive to talk about. I think when we are recording this a few hours ago, the Alums finally cut ties. From the 2nd of February, Iab and Asim have been released as the directors are now Tan Kesler, Asian Ilekai and Ibru Atasav. Tarenshi, as we will call him, they're the new directors, <laughs> and also the incentive of the two pound ticket. It's, that's what you've got to do, aren't you, as a new owner, to get these fans in the Barnes again, the two pound and two pound if you bring a friend. But for them, today's a really significant day because even though the takeover was done and the new era started, this is the day where officially on the government website the Alam era has finished from Hull City and with that work. It's been about bloody time, aren't it, lads? But really good a and beautiful, these little incentives. How good can that be to see the old people? people? people who are coming back and, these lads who have stopped going because of the regime. And that's what we want. We want to start, we're not going to fill out, we're not going to get 24 thousand yet, let's be realistic. But even if we can get five, six more thousands in, you don't realise how much that will probably benefit the team. And I think if mm-hmm. we can carry on engaging with the fans off the field as well, that's what you've got to do now, because the fans and the club have never been so far apart. And it's going to take time to heal. These new owners aren't going to heal it straight away. We're still people who aren't going to come yet. But, you know, we'll get there and doing things like this, I think it can only be for the good. Have you bought £2 tickets yet? Are you sorted out? Are your friends all oh, yes. on the bandwagon?
0: Yeah, I've got a couple for uh, one of the lads I work with, so make sure we get as many into that stadium as possible, especially against you... Bartley. It's an easily winnable game, so... Hmm.
2: It annoys me that the EFL has rules that you can only do these sort of promotions on three of your games in a season. Hmm. Well, I know why they do it is so the EFL get money. money yeah. um, mm. But it annoys me you should be able to do it on all your games. Because I imagine Adjun, the way he says it, he would probably try and do it on every game.
0: That'll yeah. be next season. He'll look at the pricing structure in the yeah, summer. I imagine well, yeah. the I season
2: tickets will go down in price quite a
0: bit. There won't be, next season. There won't be £2 cheap, I don't think. But I think no. maybe a match day ticket might be £15 for an yeah. adult. pass old as maybe
2: £12. Even that's yeah, that's day cheap in modern football. So. Yeah, because yeah.
3: that means the match programme is more expensive than the ticket, which is just crazy, isn't it?
1: And the, yeah. the, and the exotic food that gets put everywhere. Mm. Two, you can get two tickets for your hot dog and pant, definitely. I, yeah. but, I mean, those, those chips are fucking worth it, to be fair. I never <laughs> see them, right? I never see them. Everyone puts them on these footy scrams on Twitter. And when yeah, I you're know, right.
2: You it's never a of
1: Guinness and a pack of munchies that I've got ripped open before it's even started. So it must <laughs> be a different stadium because I've never seen that. Like well, normal, was you in the I... West
2: End last game? That's why apparently the apparently people in the West End don't get him. It's those plebs over in East Stand and South Stand <laughs> <again. laughs> Yeah, but I was I've been in South for like for all well, season. Enough. Enough.
1: <laughs> but it might just be me ordering me normal carlin and packet of mm. Chris Caron, a bit of a cheap a... But why let's go. You know, all important game on Saturday, Preston. Obviously, we per- played Preston first game of the year. We started off brilliantly, four-one, didn't we? Think a bit of team news. Alfie Jones back in for the weekend. Possibilities that elder and Coyle are. We've still got Malik Wilkes and Randall Williams. You've got the new signings that we've already mentioned. I think if you look at the Championship table now, we're sitting quite comfortably. We've got 32 points. You look in the relegation zone, we're 12 points away from Peterborough. And then Derby sitting on 15 and Barnsley on 14. And But like you've all been saying, how big is February? Is it seven games? So every game's not going to be a victory. But I think if we can carry on our home form, Preston now, what, six points in front of us, but we've got a game in hand, so I think this weekend if we can win, the results around us have been really good, and if we can continue this good run, then hopefully we can start sitting pretty uncomfortable for our survival from the last two months of the season, because we don't want to be getting into a running like we did two years ago, and then we can plan for next year. If we know we're going to be in the Championship, we can give, the, give our signings, our targets, right, this is what we want to do, we're going to be playing Championship football, but for me, I think Saturday's a really winnable game, they're a bit hit and miss, aren't they, at the minute, Preston, but how would you guys line up? What would be your tactics? How would you go against North End at weekend? Um,
2: I, 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 do, I do same team, personally.
1: Yes, I, I think I would, personally. I don't think I'd change it straight away. I'd put them all on the bench. I think if I, if I yeah. am shorter, I think he might swap. Like I've said, Sayed and Manesh might come in. But apart from that, I'd probably keep it the same, I think. You've just got to carry on. You don't really want to change a winning team, do you? What, we're on now three on the bounce, so long mate, continue. Joel, would you change anything?
0: No, I wouldn't change anything. But one thing I did pick up is uh, you say about the twelve points away from the location right. zone. I you mentioned this, didn't you? We're actually thirteen away from the playoffs, so Ooh. we're actually mid, we're more, more so mid. Yeah. We're the most mid-table so, as possible. Yeah. yeah. So if we can get a few results in February, as Adjun said in his um, first interview mm. with the club, let's let's why not dream? Why not focus on trying to push up the league? Maybe take it game by game, but we can get up there. It's just whether the teams around us keep winning as well. If they keep winning, then obviously we've not got a chance. But I think Middlesbrough are on forty-five points, and so Huddersfield, so we're not that far away at all.
3: Mm, I think it's just a bit too far. If we were yeah, five I points, I six points, in, believe yeah, yeah, yeah but you'd have to go on a really good run. Z- we're yeah. in that neutral
2: zone where it we're it. probably we're not going down and we're not going
0: up i think
3: i think at top half finish it, would be ago. a really good achievement honestly yeah. good, considering aston, where we've been
0: yeah i think aston villa about 20 25 points away at one well, like at this stage of mm. the season and ended up getting to the playoff final so i i now, well, see, I now have to fact check infinity. that i'm probably wrong they might have they might have been the other one no, don't
3: won talk time. to me for three minutes i'm going on wikipedia not
0: for three minutes <laughs>
3: it'll take me a while to look it up
1: put a a song in but no going on about February could really shape our season I mean Preston this weekend then we go to Derby obviously um, what Rooney's doing there they're doing really well but you know they've they've been very inconsistent a lot of red cards in their games then Fulham Mitrovic on 28 goals already so that's going to be probably the biggest test for sure I think this month then the, the Derby the rearranged game the Yorkshire Derby against Sheffield United on the 15th QPR away Barnsley at home and then Peter who again are in the relegation zone, so a real mixed bag, Will, of teams that look like they're going to be playing Premier League next year and teams that are going to be playing in League One and I think that's the beauty of the Championship when you listen to all the pundits and the commentators as good as the is, the Championship is just relentless on a Tuesday, on a Saturday, then on a Wednesday, then playing in the Cup and that's why probably now with these signings, we've got a bit of squad depth what we haven't got as well, like I think it was Joel mentioned earlier, it doesn't matter you can put Longman on the bench or you can play Frost now or Walsh can come in if Honeyman's tired, off and I think that's what you've got to have in the championship. You've got to have a bit of, got to have a bit of aggression and a bit of bollocks about you. But you've got to have a bit of skill and squad depth as well because it does get tiring all them you know them forty six games, especially come the back end of the year. But City looking promising now, especially with the injuries coming back. Like I mentioned, Alfie Jones back, but he's going to struggle to get in the side, and that's not a bad thing when you're looking at Jones, Elder, and Coyle, and you probably can't fit them into your starting team. whereas this? Time it is, yeah, year.
2: it is funny looking back, like when Jones got injured, and it was like. Well, gonna we're have to well. play. I'm not okay. sure about him, and he's been possibly since he came in our best player.
3: Maybe along with the few others. Think
2: a since he came in, if he's had a bad game once.
3: Mm, yeah. Um, uh, Joel. Uh, Aston Villa were 12th, and they were seven points oh, off the playoffs. So, you know, uh, but I, I guess
0: uh, player on the season. The were m- quite m- quite away.
3: Millwall, there. not the year before that, were around where we were ten games or go or so, and they finished seventh and they went on a fantastic run so it is it is absolutely possible
2: I uh, do yeah. remember reading one year being in the bottom half of the table and winning the league yeah
3: it's possible it's really possible um, it
2: I just well, think it's a it isn't bit impossible. far off
3: it's a bit yeah. far off. Uh, maybe maybe
2: yeah this te-
3: this team I know every team says it but this team says that you know they like to have their games Monday uh, Saturday, Tuesday, and that's what we've got this month. So it is possible to pick up a lot of points if they're you know, if we carry that momentum on. And we've still got the yeah. new manager new ban- manager bounce as well.
1: So yeah, I mean if we're looking at Preston, they look like they'll probably play three, four, one, two, but they have got a lot of red cards, is red cards in the very inconsistent you know they're going they're going on inconsistent runs at the minute. I do think they're definitely beatable. You know they had a really good result against West Brom didn't they? With the, with the other week, but then they, lo- they lost at home at weekend. I mean, so are we all saying the starting team is that what well, you wouldn't change a thing? Not one thing if you was in charge now. Before we move on to the predictions,
3: yeah, I, 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 I think couldn't a of them
2: maybe on the bench, but I won't yeah. change any of the eleven. I, but, I
3: couldn't resist playing for front. I, I couldn't, but. Uh, but then, yeah, I, no one deserves to be dropped, but uh, if Your you want to... His
2: agenda is getting out of hand. No,
3: no, I dropped Fleming. I drop Fleming. I know he's the man of the match, but I drop him. Put Lewis Potter back to wing back. What, well,
1: I'm put front with eight. Yeah,
3: because you have to... Although they're, they're kind okay. of similar players, but um, really, Fleming has to be dropped in a way. Otherwise, either one of Forch or Syed Manish, who, you know, these are the marquee signings of the window, at least one of them is not going to play, and uh, if we are already sort of spending a lot of money on Saya, you're going to want to play him. But but maybe do that against Derby and bring him off the bench if if we're not winning. So maybe it would probably be wise to stick stick to the same team. Yeah,
2: Joel, you all the same team, buddy? Yeah, yeah, the same yeah. team.
1: Maybe a, a different quicker bench.
3: answer than me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think it's going to be another fantastic atmosphere, though. I think now with all Mm -hmm. the signings, it is his his team, isn't it? Not officially his team, because he hasn't bought every single player, but he's moulding what he wants now. Again, we don't know if all of them will show to signings, but I think it's a bit bit exciting now, isn't it? I'm ready to go on a weekend, whereas the past few years, it's kind of been like oh crap, we've got City at weekend and I think everyone's (laughs) been in that same position, haven't they? Whereas now, hopefully, more tickets are going, you look at all the tickets and there's more red blocks than there is green blocks on the ticket sites and, just really looking forward to it. I think if we can carry on our home form, it's going to be really entertaining into the season. There's a lot of football to play, lads. And like I said, our squad that's not looking bad now. And we're, we're struggling to put all these new signings, these really good players into our team. So, you know, a bit grateful from last time when I was on the podcast, which is really good. Score prediction, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 3-1 to the Tigers. I don't... I'm, yeah, three one. I think we might score early goals again. I'm just hoping we can we have a ninety minute performance because we did struggle the back end, didn't we, the Swans again? But yeah, three one to City.
2: Will. Um, I'm just gonna. It's gonna be a repeat of the early game in the season, and Smallwood's gonna smash one in again, and it's <laughs> gonna be four one.
3: That'd be good.
0: Hopefully, yeah. it will be very nice. Joel? For me, uh, I think it'll be two 0 to City. Um I think we do like a 2 0 Yeah. Mm.
2: Sorry, two-nil. I didn't
0: quite catch that. But um we do like a 2 0 We
2: seem to win yeah, a two nil almost
0: every time. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think Eves will score. And then he will yes. get taken off for force, and then force will score.
3: Mm. That'd be good. That'd be good. I when you, you get two strikers, two strikers going, you know, because I mean last year we did that a bit with With McGuinness starting, you'd score, come off, and Eve scored. So, it is possible for that to happen. Um, Yeah, uh, I mean, my prediction, I'll go 2-1. I think, you know, uh, Preston may be a slightly better team than Swansea at the moment. And uh, defensively, we were pretty good against Swansea, but they did have a lot of the second half. So, I think we'll we'll score two early goals like we did against Swansea, perhaps, or in the first half. And, And then it'll be a bit of a nervier second half. But i think we can I, I think we can do it yeah Two one yeah
1: well, I think we're all in unison. Let's hope it's just three points for have travel, lads, this whole mm-hmm. city. But lads, honestly, it's been great to host this. I mean, you know, I'm, obviously he couldn't make it tonight. He's still going to be on the show, guys, so don't worry. Uh, but really enjoyed it, boys. You know, I love doing these podcasts and I'm glad to be jumping on with you, lads. And hopefully it's the start of something successful and we'll have a lot of um, win, wins to talk about with the Tigers. Um, we can start this journey off together. But it's been great to speak to you. Obviously, guys, we are sponsored by Hull City Retro and Six Yards Out. I remember the charity show are available from S66 Sportswear in collaboration with Andy Mann's Club. So this has been the Hull and Back podcast with me, Joe, Joel, Will, and I'm not going to call him Nat because he might be Nathaniel
3: is fine. Nathaniel Nathaniel. is fine.
1: Nathaniel Longman, Will Eaves, and then just Joe and Joel who don't want to change the names yet. But thanks, lads. Really good to speak to you. we will see you on Saturday. Up the Turkish Tigers.